Pod liver oil welcomes you. And we're back, folks. I've been really dehydrated. (laughs) Well, why don't you drink some water? Sometimes I don't feel like water hydrates me. No. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, mm, I should be should be drinking spring water with a little bit of calcium in. with and with a little bit of salt with a little salt. Um, I self healed an almost uh, UTI <laughs> <laughs> with water. <laughs> what did I heal it with? <laughs> I well, think let's talk about <laughs> trying to remember it. <laughs> I think. Um, I had a interesting run in with a perfect stranger at a party recently who at a party who, who entered the party just talking. She was like, I, she's like, I was dealing with a Bartholin cyst and you know, sorry, I'm late. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait, 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 cyst. Uh, this is something I struggled with for a very specific period of time. Is that the cyst that was on your head? Um, <laughs> I still have the cysts on my head, but differences. When I was doing the boot camp and like working full time, I was um, sitting a lot and developed the one. And they wait, say is it a pillinatal cyst? It's so- similar. And where is it? <laughs> can't tell it is. I can't tell you. Why'd you get the feminine cyst? I got the sexy one. <laughs> Why'd you get the sexy one? I got the old man one. It's not. It's just. It's like. It's so. It's like. Okay, and then so so I was sitting so much it's disgusting and then they say it lasts for years and years and years on the internet if you like google it people have these things for years they have to get them surgically removed what I did is one commenter one heroic commenter said I made a paste of turmeric and coconut oil put it on and also alternated that with like sitz baths I swear it was gone in two days it was gone wait what's a sitz bath you just sit in water. It's like a sit. It's like oh, a, bath. a Jewish like word for a sit bath. Like you sit in the bath. A That's bath. A, yeah, like a <laughs> bath basically. But it's like it's like an inch of water, like for oh really? Yeah, for issues. Well, you know how I healed my pillinitis cyst. Uh, castor oil. I would do hydrogen peroxide, castor oil, and then I think that's it. Really, yeah. castor oil, and it went away. I'm like maybe castor oil has astringent properties. It's known like, as like a cyst healer. Like yeah, the, what do they call them? Castor oil um, compresses. The compresses. Doctor Edgar Edgar Casey. Do you know him? No, but I think was it he like has his own brand of like castor oil. But um, he was like a the sleeping prophet, and he really that's was a, no no that was yeah. him because he also recommended the rose water spray. yes yes and it says it on the rose water bottle that yeah. it was recommended in his prophecies yeah yeah he was a big castor oil there's a name for it it's not compress, compress yeah. it's not but they called it something else but whatever where he said to put it like over your stomach yeah and that it can like pull out cysts or dissolve them i don't know how yeah yeah i've tried the castor oil. and so like putting castor oil on my head or putting turmeric it's just it's so annoying so i've just never done it i should do it because I think it I know it is it. annoying. I stopped doing it until and like when I'm sleeping, I don't want to <coughs> get it all over my pillow. Um, Seems like you should get the cyst on your head looked at. I have gotten it looked at. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I I've, what did I, they say? I always tell dermatologists, and they're always like, "It's very normal." Oh, like they can, and it's so small, so you just feel it. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's huge. Not what I expected. Really? 
<laughs> it's like hard as a rock. It's been there it's forever. I know. It's it's big. I wonder what's in it. Honestly, it's been bigger. I want to see what's in it. Like a few years ago, it was huge. I have a weird, like, like tiny, like, it, I think it's a skin tag on my head. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, interesting. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's not as big as mine, but it's pretty cool. <coughs> Wait, so what do we say we we're going to talk about? Uh, we were going to talk about your little movie and... So, movies are powerful. Since the beginning of time, many movies have been made powerfully. <laughs> and they've and many of them have been powerful. And many... And in and this can, essay, I will... I think that we... Pro- I think we both project on movies. So, like, we see ourselves and characters and whatnot and then identify with them. And then I think they can also influence us on a subconscious level. I think it's a feedback loop. It's a feedback loop. <clears throat> Ever since I was in high school, My Best Friend's Wedding has been my favorite movie of all time it's with julia roberts the plot is her best she has a best male friend they like dated in college once but nothing ever happened she's very avoidant attachment style and then he's getting married and they've always been best friends so she's like the girl best friend and suddenly he's getting married and she freaks out and she's like oh i'm actually in love with him and then she goes to break up the wedding and he's getting married to like a lovely younger girl and then he they do end up getting married she fails um and breaking it up but it's like sort of a maturing process for her but in the movie she's like i always identified with her so much and i was like oh she should be with him and like she was just like the cool female like yeah avoid it it's like a cool avoidant sort of like empowered female of course the best friend should but I rewatched it recently and I was like, this is such a toxic movie. Yeah. I mean, it's such, it's an amazing movie, but in, it was interesting to be like, oh, this is like such an actually toxic dynamic. And I don't know. I'm very wary of like certain male, female best friendships. Yeah. I think it, it can be a, a blurry boundary if people have slept together and it's not always bad, but I do not always trust it. And it was interesting watching the movie being like, oh, I, I loved her character always until now. Realizing you were a toxic <laughs> female. In the uh, yes. Yes. And now I'm that I'm working on my boundaries. I'm like, she shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't interfere with, you know, with like a healthy relationship just because you, I mean, what, you know, that, that is something that I think the Catholic church got right is mm-hmm. like, you shouldn't envy your neighbor's wife. It's just like, leave that <sighs> alone. Let's talk about that. I've never thought about that one. Which commandment? Let's get into the commandment. Thou, thou shalt. <laughs> I look in the commandments. I, let's get into let's the commandments. Let's get into the commandments. <laughs> <laughs> Today it's the Catholic portion of our podcast. <laughs> well, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, what's the word? covet thy neighbor's neighbor's wife wife. yeah Um, which means what not just that you shouldn't commit adultery because that's a separate that's one of the ten commandments is don't commit adultery that's so intense is it isn't it in addition to the covet i think so oh thou shalt not commit adultery i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) i don't think it is maybe it's like (laughs) thou shalt keep holy holy the sacraments and that includes marriage i'm pretty sure it's like I'm going to look up the Ten Commandments. Yeah, I don't know. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord. Okay, remember the Sabbath day. Honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Number seven. Really? <coughs> yep. 
Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. You are confusing too. Really? Yeah. I thought it was wife. I think it's like thou shalt not covet your neighbor's anything. Oh. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house or belongings. This is so interesting to I've look at. I've heard it quoted as neighbor's wife. I haven't looked at this list like since I've I was never in grade looked, school. I've never looked at the actual list. That, it's <laughs> interesting. Cause that, so it's both thou shalt not kill and thou shalt not covet. They're yeah. two, two different two different commandments so yeah it's so you shouldn't commit adultery right but also you shouldn't want your neighbors you can interfere but you can interfere if you feel like you're closer friends with yeah if you feel like there's a little spark between (laughs) you and your friends just as long as they're divorced as long as they're divorced first so yeah it was a big it was like a big um identity shift for me because i remember when i was younger my stepmom was always like she, she was always like interesting that this is your favorite movie lucia yeah. she was and it was during a time when i was celibate for six years was it <laughs> i mean yeah it was definitely that was my favorite movie period that was Ooh. like when it was prominently my favorite movie i've so always you were, really like i've always really liked it but it was like maybe it was like your subconscious desire to like be involved in the romance around you but your fear of actually having it for yourself so that's totally yeah a feedback loop mm-hmm. isn't that wild yeah i think but that's healthy that you're coming around and seeing the other side of that oh i'm the full other side where i'm like Mm-mm-mm-mm. no girlfriends you will have no other girls <laughs> before me <laughs> if you know <laughs> people you're doing. if you know another girl <laughs> we're done <laughs> no it didn't because my, my whole life I've, I've always identified as like the chill girl who i'm like yeah i'm chill <laughs> you can do whatever you want yeah I'm i've actually when it. i was younger like in high school um i the person i lost my virginity to actually cheated on his girlfriend with me and Ooh. that has happened about four or five times wait even, i didn't know that even when i haven't known it people have cheated on their girlfriends with me wow i was i was that girl for a long time yeah <laughs> that's happened to me too and they always got but they always got more mad at me the girl yeah or i always got in more trouble than the guy which was annoying they found out the, the in high school there was one pretty sticky situation high school wow in high school there was one pretty sticky situation where um a a guy one of my close friends kissed me and he had a girlfriend and uh, she got yeah oh wow she was she was that would be devastating if my boyfriend kissed another girl but then she stayed with him forever um forever are they still together no he's okay it's a sad story he passed away oh yeah it, w- it did make it very weird where it forever made all of that weird for me and i was like yeah that's why you shouldn't get into dramatic situations is it even at his because they had a kid together and i was like Ugh, i don't want to be remembered as the girl <laughs> i know it's a lot i think i i was always like yeah i'm carefree and fun yeah and had no problem being like the non-committal i was not that way I was an archetype of a whore while also simultaneously being the most prude person. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, yeah, I can see that. And yeah, I don't know. I I don't think I ever really identified as like the chill cool girl. I always like growing up really romanticized 
relationships and like finding someone the one do you have the one <sighs> not syndrome? even like not even like the one just like being in love and like not even necessarily thinking so far as like finding someone to like be with forever but like really really craving the whole love thing and then and then fantasize like believing that I was fully in a relationship with men that I really was not in a relationship with like just being obsessed with like guys that I didn't even necessarily talk to that much we both do that it's called limerence limerence and yeah like literally creating a whole fantasy world around yeah like so (laughs) badly I used to do it a lot worse when I was younger yeah yeah no it was so much worse when I was younger um it's not really it's not really so much a thing anymore but they're still like there's still like shades of it where like I had a I had it last year happen I hadn't had a crush for a very very like years and years and years and then I had to crush on someone and I felt crazy and I think most I think a lot of people do that with crushes yeah but it's it's always limerence it's it's like degrees and yeah when I found out that there was a word for it it was like wow that really helps me sort of start start to begin to get over it and it how would you describe limerence for the people who don't know what limerence is um limerence is and it's been a while since i've thought about limerence but like this idealization of a person that you don't necessarily have a relationship you you have idealized thoughts about them you have intrusive thoughts you think the world is like orchestrating itself so that you will wind up together and you just like you're obsessing about this person everything you do is like an ode to them um you think you can communicate telepathically and things like that and it's just like there there was this i forget the name of the book but it's like i think it's on limerence or something like that and it like has these stories about people who were limerent and like the like this guy will be like staying in a hotel and there's a lady who like like a girl who works at the front desk and he like sees her that one time and then he like will write like letters to the hotel for years and years and years and like he just thinks that they were like meant to be together and like you know she won't necessarily like read the letters or like she didn't even notice him or like she doesn't feel the same way and it's like it's just this like it's it's basically like a yeah it's like a full fantasy that happened to me when i was younger a lot yeah i don't think it happens to me anymore because i keep a careful eye on what my mind's doing but definitely i remember like i fully commit like being on family vacations and things like that i would like meet someone and like be like yeah we're in love yeah, and we're he in just love. doesn't know he's it. in love with he's me, in love with me he's afraid to because our families are so different he would never he's afraid to talk to make me. the move and that's so smart of him to protect me i've also heard limerence though in the love languages book it's described as it's like it, it describes like the difference between limerence and love and that limerence is like often mistaken for love and it's like the giddy like first three years like limerence it says lasts for like three years and it's literally your body's like primal attachment that's like okay become obsessed with this person have a kid with them three years is enough it's almost and like then you're the, in the, and then it goes away it's like you're in the infatuation it's stage the infatuation. with someone who never like they never consummated the relationship so it's like it's almost like it's like that 
wiring is hijacked for someone who mm. isn't even in your life. So, cause it's also, so it's, it's like for the fantasy world, but also it, it is real in relationships, yeah. but cause it fades away. So it's yeah. like basically the chemical state that is mistaken for love. Yeah. And then it fades away and they say like real love is happens that you can obviously be in love with someone before it fades away, but that like, ch- like real life love is like learning like dealing with someone and like being with them yeah. once you no longer have like the the pe- them on a pedestal and the god like because limerence like makes you see the other person is like totally perfect and a yeah. god yeah and when's the when do you first tell someone that you're in limerence with them <clears throat> that i'm in limerence in my last relationship um it's almost what kept <laughs> That's from ever getting together is I described limerence to them. And I was like, yeah, most people aren't really in love. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he's like, seems like she's not into me. Well, she reads books. <laughs> Clearly. Do you tell people you're in limerence with them? No, 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 no. Um, when do you say you're in love? It just sounds like you're saying like for the first few years, it's like, you can't, you don't know if you're in love. So we'll maybe we'll find a different word. Um, it did make me feel, I feel in love very quickly. Same. Um, I'd say first two dates. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I know maybe it's not, I'm in love, but I know I can see the potential for me falling in love with someone. And so then I'm like, I'm in love. Um, I read the way of the superior man by <laughs> something data. We'll talk about that. It's in a very feminine episode. thing to do. Oh my gosh. Like, gosh, it is wild. Um, anyway, he says that brunettes are hot, 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 temp- hot natured. So we're quick to, um, emote quick to act and like things like that so that's um, why we're doing cool down 2020 that's why we're doing cool, cool down, down 2022 in our blazing red outfit <laughs> um, i'm gonna wear this tonight are you gonna wear i'm it? gonna do athleisure tonight and i don't care i love it, it i works. really yeah i really want to phone it in yeah i was gonna i was gonna wear a sweatshirt tonight it just feels like a sweatshirt night mm-hmm. but i decided to doll myself you up. dolled yourself up Zoom I really, your face. really got zoom in. I really went overboard. So we're working on our attachment styles. We're working on our attachment styles. We're almost there. We're almost the perfect human women. I'm almost fully secure. Are you? <laughs> I'm getting there though. My uh, can you goal- imagine being perfectly secure? Well, I can. I can. I can, and I am. I am. Well, I am. But I think like being with someone who is secure. Yeah, it helps so much. Yeah, like you have to work so hard if you're not with someone who's not. And I think a lot of insecure attachment styles comes out from someone. It's polarity. So if you're anxious and the other person's avoidant, they're doing things that trigger you. So it's hard. I think it's like it's probably easier to feel secure if you're with someone who's secure. Well, you have to be with someone who's secure, right? Because like if you're anxious and you're with someone who's also anxious you're not going to be attracted to each other yeah they, they they have to be avoidant and so if you're secure and then you're with like an anxious person it's like then you wind up i don't know i just feel like it's like a pendulum so like two secure people have to be with each other that's the ideal yeah well i think the ideal is like everyone has a little bit of all of it mm-hmm and I think the ideal is to like to be aware and then 
And then by that point, you're with someone who's like, <laughs> and that by that point, it just happens uh-huh. when you're least expecting it. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy it's face segment. It's work. Yeah. My therapist told me something to- crazy. I told this to you that if you're not working on it in a relationship, then you're either bringing it out in your therapy dynamics so she said like people who aren't dating when their attachment trauma comes out they'll like cancel appointments with her they'll start like canceling appointments with her or yeah or like being weird to her that's which me. i have fully done i've before. done that i have fully done that before. where it's like you start to think about your therapist as like just they're like a spooky figure yeah. who's like against you or they don't like you or like you're having drama with them mm-hmm. or something and it's like yeah i've definitely been there i have fully done that or um or you bring it out in like your friendships or whatever i think i feel it a little bit in work situations sometimes like certain work situations will trigger me but i think this is my first secure therapy relationship good i've always projected on my therapist yeah i'm glad you found a therapist you like Mm. i uh, never have and never will no no well, you gotta listen to the previous episode this is gonna sound out of nowhere i'm eating beef tonight you gotta eat beef tonight i've been craving it my body's craving it and i know i'm not gonna make it myself because my the thing i always say to myself is like okay i'm not fully vegetarian but i'll only eat meat if i cook it and then i never end up cooking it so then i never end up eating it just get just get beef i don't know it's Man, between the super new agey world and the environmental world, it's like You're, too many you have a lot diet of, voices. Yeah, it is. It is very diety. They're not having pr- traditional foods. They're not so having let's, traditional. Let's foods. check in on their molars in a few years. <laughs> okay, they're eating a lot of sweet potatoes, but not balancing it out with like with grass fed grass fed butter. Weston A. Price, uh, nutrition and physical degeneration, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> the book is called just Read look up weston a price foundation.com weston a price on instagram what year did you find weston a price foundation i, I distinctly remember it was mine was 2013 mine was 2011 oh wow you were two years ahead of me um, mine was evergreen state college 2013 yeah. and reading the the weston a price website i was like i am this healed i'm healed me. i'm healed looking i was like those, i found the answers looking at the palettes on the <laughs> the people that he photographed um i was just like that i was like it just makes it sense. just makes sense <laughs> and but and then I, was, I and then i started buying raw goat milk <laughs> and it was so bad and it just like my body was not ready for it yeah then i like immediately went out because i still have like a severe eating disorder so i was like i'm just gonna start with raw goat milk which oh was, i like st- an insane thing to start with i think i started with like <clears throat> adding butter to like the swiss chard that i was making and like that was it like i was not and like maybe having eggs more yeah i think i started having a, an occasional um, egg yeah for anyone who doesn't know, the Weston A. Price Foundation, Weston A. Price was a dentist who like went around the world taking pictures of traditional people from traditional cultures, their dental hygiene, and he found that people with like traditional diets who ate a lot of omega threes and vitamin K two, like in butter and like yeah. dairy and fermented foods a lot of vitamin a vitamin d like cod liver oil he loved that they all had like perfect dentistry yeah and that the more westernized diets the more westernized the diet the worse the dental hygiene it's definitely not westernized price (laughs) mic drop (laughs) 
Um, yeah. So like if you if you have his whole thing is like if you have the nutrients inside of your body, your teeth are going to be so freaking strong that you're not going to have cavities like when you're freaking a teenager. And so he found like these these people in societies where they were, they were eating like a lot of meat and like butter and things like that. And then they'd go to uh, America and like within a year they would come back and have cavities like for the first time ever mm. in like whatever, seven generations, like no one had cavities. And it's just like, I was like, Whoa, need to stop <coughs> eating. I started so eating a lot of liver, like a lot of liver and immediately became healthy. Or looked like I looked not healthy because I was vegan, and then I like moved back to Chicago, and I was with my family, and their neighbors are who are very close family friends of ours, are, like eat a very traditional diet, and they eat like their kids are the smartest kids I've ever meet, met meat, and they like eat organ meats, and they eat like a lot of meats, and then like also beans and rice and other stuff, like they eat a very balanced diet, yeah, but they feed them stuff like liver occasionally and i started eating a lot of liver because they showed me like how to make liver pate and then because the guy was like super anti-vegetarian he was like you look horrible your skin looks bad and then but then i started eating everything they told me to and i like my skin immediately cleared up and i felt so much better yeah yeah when i was like hardcore vegan i got a lot of comments like oh Oh, no wonder you're so pale. Oh, no wonder your hair looks like it's falling out. It's like, and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, did not click for me. I think there's a way to do it. I do think that there, like certain people can be vegan. And I think there's a way to do it in a healthy way. I think it's like so dangerous for women like us who like grew up in like eating disorder families. Yeah. Where it's just such a, it's a, it's a, it's a very restrictive diet. It's just hard to get what you need. Yeah. Um, and yeah, anyway, let's, uh, I have homework for you. <gasps> Is to look up the Liver King Instagram on, <laughs> and and just, uh, we'll talk about it next time. We're going to talk about it next time. Um, he's, he's definitely a future guest. <laughs> the he's way you said definitely. That. No, I would feel deeply uncomfortable sitting in the same room as this man. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I I feel I feel excited for your journey in you. re in in re re upping your iron levels. Um, I feel like they went up for a while and then came back down. Yeah, Another, I feel like I had a very higgy iron winter. Yeah, good. I because need- I made beef stew once. <laughs> Did you only make it that one time? You cured your ADHD. <laughs> Lucia made Lucia made beef stew one time. Her it ADHD. made it my identity for about and yet <laughs> and yet then forgot about it immediately. Yeah, I did because of the ADHD. Because of the ADHD. <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna incorporate it into like a regular part of my. I think I'm gonna start doing organ meats again, mm. but they just taste so bad. <laughs> I know. You need to get like a good pate, and I, I don't need to like get fresh, like good. Um, well, I don't like that. A lot of the store bought pates have like dried milk in it, mm. and I've never noticed that. Yeah, I love it. I like that they have peppercorns. In I them. they do like the peppercorns. I like a p- good peppercorn. Um, I think we've hit thirty minutes. I feel good about this. I feel good. Uh, tune in next time for more. Take uh, your zinc. We'll, 
will be uploading in September 2023. <laughs> and uh, you have that to look forward to. Take your zinc. Take your zinc. <laughs>